Hello, Shabbat Shalom. I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I'm glad that you could be here with us today. Uh, our Torah portion for today is by Yishlach, and this is the uh, Torah teaching, the Torah part of our teaching. We also have an, an accompanying uh, teaching to this Torah portion, and this week it's entitled, uh, Take a Stand for a Better World. Sounds good, doesn't it? And uh, so... <clears throat> Let's begin our, our teaching here. Uh, after uh, Yaakov leaves the land of his ancestors with, with his wife and family, uh, he approaches where he grew up. He sends a, a message ahead to Esav, that is Esau, his brother, that he is coming home. Uh, he sends gifts for his brother ahead of him, and Esau receives Jacob favorably. Uh, so uh, Yaakov, uh, also in this portion, wrestles with an angel who, who names him Israel, and he identifies the angel as God. Uh, in this case, it's Elohim in the Hebrew. Hebrew, And, and, and then he says that he has seen God's face. Uh, I found something interesting in Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia says that Yaakov is a shortened ancient name, meaning may God protect, which is kind of interesting because that's what uh, he asked God uh, to do, to protect him and bring him back home. Um, the same article says that Israel could be translated as God rules. And this sounds like an interesting possibility based on the story of Yaakov. Uh, God, God does demonstrate his ability to, to rule and reign in this portion, and he protects Yaakov. So that point seems interesting. Uh, Yaakov has everyone in his camp get rid of their idols, and God confirms his promise, uh, promised blessings to Yaakov. Both Rachel and Yitzhak uh, die, Rachel and Yitzhak die. Yitzhak was 180 years old when he died. Esau's descendants uh, settled in the land of Edom, which is south of Israel and Jerusalem. Edom means red. It is apparent that God has blessed and protected Yaakov. It says that he was rich when he lived in the land of his ancestors while working for Laban and uh, Laban, uh, Levan, and he sends Esau many gifts, apparently to try and placate any anger that Esau may have held onto, because Esau wanted the blessing that Yitzhak uh, gave to uh, Yaakov. It should be apparent that Yaakov was blessed by, by God both materially and spiritually. He had a relationship with God and wanted to do what is right. Amazing blessings can come from our Creator God. Yaakov seems not to care about all that he is sending to Esau. Uh, he saw how God prospered him and blessed him when he worked for Laban. We should probably understand that he trusted in God, especially since he had gone through so much with the greedy Laban, who had changed his wages ten times to, in order to defraud him. Uh, there is a standard Jewish teaching about the lesson of Yaakov that has to go along with, with doing our part. We do our part, and God does His part. Uh, I learned this as a child. It makes sense that we need to act and trust in God. Just sitting around waiting for something to happen is not really trusting in God. Not actually is actually not acting is actually not believing. 
When God asked me to go to the jungle, for example, I immediately began investigating how he could do that. Uh, doing nothing would have meant I didn't trust God. Um, and so uh, I trusted God and God, things did work out. Uh, Yaakov acts like God will prosper him in being generous toward Esau. Ya Yaakov seems confident in God. Too bad mankind isn't confident in God. The Bible says, Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act accordingly to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these things and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. That's Deuteronomy 4, 5, and 6. So God's ways are wise and good, but mankind seems to want to do, do things their own way. The uh, lesson of trusting in God and believing in God and His commandments is a lesson that we learn over and over when reading the Torah, and for that, many, any, for that matter, any part of the Old Testament portion books. But instead of trusting in God, people add to God's commandments inappropriately. Also, some people take the scriptures out of their context, uh, their Jewish context, and change their meaning. When they take it out of context, they're changing the meaning. Uh, the biggest problem we have in our time are those who take the New Testament portion out of the context from the Old Testament portion. They were written by Jews. They, they, would, they would have understood the Old Testament and been speaking from that. Um, so they don't understand the Bible properly by because they take it out of context. God's ways are wise and good. Kepler talks about how people are deluded in going to the lake of fire because of their be they're deluded. Uh, Shul says, uh, according to the wisdom given to him, uh, or Kepler says, uh, in Second uh, Peter three fifteen and sixteen, talking about Shul, he says, uh, Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you also as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. So there was no New Testament at the time, so they, what were they untaught in? Uh, we've talked about this before. It has to be the Old Testament scriptures, so they're taking misunderstanding the Old Testament scriptures. They're taking Shul's teachings out of context. Don't go to the lake of fire with those who do that. Both Kepha and Shul were Jewish. The ancient Jews believed in and taught that there is a future kingdom of God for those who follow God, and a lake of fire for those who, who do evil and they will be punished. God is just, so he has to act in a just way. Um, some have been lied, lied to about the import, this important understanding. Even some Jewish rabbis have lost touch with their ancient truths, and it's sad to see. Rabbi Kepha talked about people twisting the Bible, and just before he says this, in Second Peter 2, 4-7, it says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, 
but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. So this is a clue, right, for people that need, you know, Really, the Bible does say God doesn't want anyone to go to the lake of fire. Um, so people choose by doing evil, by doing wrong. Uh, Rabbi Kepha said there's a future judgment. He was Jewish. Rabbi Kepha said there was a future judgment. Noah taught people to do what was right. That's what righteousness means. Um, Noah was saved because he did what was right. You know, And so the same is true for us. We are to live godly lives by God's standards and not our own. It just makes sense. Or it should make sense. Uh, I don't know how people manage to talk themselves out of it. Uh, the book of Jubilees tells us that Noah taught God's commandments, so he knew them. You know, I think there's, there's something out there with, where some people say, well, they didn't know much back then. Well, Adam was in complete fellowship with God and knew God and talked to him. Uh, you know, Noah also was in fellowship with God. So it's, you know, what they're saying isn't isn't true. And a lot of people, I think, are, are, have a difficult time. You know, I know people that have a difficult time being in fellowship with God and, and have, learning to have him speak to you. But he will speak to us, you know. But we have his word. We have the word, so we should do that first, right? Um, but it does say in the book of Jubilees, and in the 28th Jubilee, Noah began to enjoin upon his son's sons the ordinances and commandments and all the judgments that he knew. And he exhorted his sons to observe righteousness, to do what is right, uh, and to cover the shame of their flesh, and to bless their creator, and honor father and mother, and love their neighbor, and guard their souls from fornication and uncleanness, and all iniquity. For owing to these these uh, three things came the flood upon the earth. Jubilees 7, 20 and 21. Uh, remember, this is a short list. Short list uh, can be a representative larger list. It would just be tedious to list all the commandments. So a lot of times we list a few commandments to represent all the commandments. They are not a complete list. But it does say all iniquity. And what is all iniquity? All sins. Any and all sins. So Noah taught God's commandments. <clears throat> the Haftarah for Vayishlach is Obadiah 1, 1 through 21. This prophecy is over Edom, that's Esau's descendants, for rejoicing over the misfortune of Judah. Edom stole from Judah and turned over those who were fleeing the Babylonians. God says he will bring on them what they did to Judah. We should be especially careful how we treat others. God can turn the tables on us too if we don't treat people right. In the Torah portion, God turned the tables on Laban for trying to cheat Yaakov. So in closing, God works out everything for Yaakov. It is really amazing. It seems like Yaakov is in trouble at times, but everything just keeps working out for him. <clears throat> Shul tells us in Romans that God is able to work out everything. Perhaps he was thinking of Yaakov when he wrote this. 
But most certainly, God is in control. And even if things don't seem to work out at times, our God can restore us. And even He, he does this for believers. He's done this for believers in the past. He does it for believers now. God is good and His commandments are good. God has good intentions for us. So stay faithful and don't be tricked by people who don't understand the Bible properly. God is, God is for us just like God was for Yaakov. Shoal <clears throat> says in Romans 8.31, If God is for us, who can be against us? If we do our part, God will do his part. So I'd like to uh, say the ironic benediction now. And uh, so we'll just do that. Yevarecha Yehovah Yishmerecha Yaer Yehovah Panav Lecha Vichineka Yisa Yehovah Panav Lecha Vesem Lecha Shalom. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. And this is Hanukkah uh, this this next week. And so I hope you have a, a blessed Hanukkah. And uh, remember that we have an, an accompanying uh, teaching for this uh, Torah portion you can also watch. So uh, God bless. Shabbat Shalom.